0: Blenders, ooh. Blenders were a lifesaver for me at Coachella because not only from the sun, but the dust. And I also looked, looked cool. Blenders team of in-house designers are constantly coming out with new styles from orange polarized wraparounds, tortoise shell frames with purple lenses to classic gold arms and black lenses. And it's not just sunglasses. Blenders has uh, prescription glasses, readers and blue lights, fashion frames for all sorts of people Live life in forward motion with Blenders today. To score 15% off your Blenders purchase, visit BlendersEyewear.com and enter promo code VIALVIP. That's BlendersEyewear.com, code V I A L L V I P for 15% off. Blenders rocked with pride worldwide. <laughs> What's going on everybody? Welcome back to what might be my favorite Going Deeper episode of all time Now technically we've only been doing the Going Deepers for a couple months You
1: can still have a favorite
0: But it's one of, it was just like a really honest conversation By the way, this is a long fucking episode I don't know how, like as we're recording it, we're gonna like try to shorten it But like, it might be long Longer than normal. We don't typically have short short episodes to begin with, but it's going to be longer. So stick with us. First, we have Clayton. Then Clayton and Su- Susie comes in. I thought we had a really nice update with Clayton on his journey, both uh, as a person, his reflective thoughts on AFR and his time on the show. We learned more about uh, Clayton and Susie's relationship, uh, how they complement each other a little bit more. I thought oh, the, the the drama, the the. the Clayton Not Cheating scandal that has since been clearly debunked. Debunked. (laughs) But I thought there was a really hysterical uh, story uh, from Clayton's point of view when that all went down. And then for our mediation call, uh, my friends Matt King and Patricia Flack are are our guests who are our first in-studio mediation call. We really get into the weeds. It was a very relatable uh, mediation call about uh, is it okay to express say I, I I love you or love you or in love like to how careful should we be on the words we use to express like how would you describe it? I'm Like trying
1: to, when you have a friend crush on someone or you really look up to them and you like express that by saying like oh I, I love you or I'm like in love with you like can that ever really be like a platonic thing? Yeah. Should that be happening in front of your significant other?
0: And the reason why I love the Matt and Patricia's like conversation which really got into uh, just just how careful sometimes we need to be and how we say things when we feel upset and how careful we need to be when we're receiving criticism, because it's very easy to get defensive, especially when we put a lot of effort into a relationship and, and, and just, it's such a nuanced conversation. And I really appreciate Matt and Patricia coming in to talk about what, what was obviously like a sensitive topic, something that they, that brought up some real vulnerability in a relationship that they've gotten through it. But, like, I think it's really an incredible, relatable, incredibly relatable fight. Discussion, Discussion. Yeah. It, it might not be, like, specific to what you've thought about, but every couple has not seen eye to eye about some version of this and how, uh, you both interact and communicate with people of the opposite sex that despite your overall confidence and security in the relationship, you might feel triggered by something. And then how do we go about like communicating that? And making the other person feel heard and seen and how do we address it without avoiding conflict.
2: And how do you navigate couples having different standards about stuff like that? And how do you communicate that and what's fair?
0: Anyways, I hope you guys enjoy it. So uh, if you are tuning in uh, to listen to Matt and Patricia because you're fans of them uh, and you're not Bachelor fans, I think there's a great takeaway and some interesting stuff with uh, Clayton and Susie. And if you are, obviously, a lot of Bachelor fans tuning this, uh, tuning into this, if you don't know who Matt King and Patricia are and you like our mediation calls, just listen anyways. But I promise you, it'll be some really good, fun, relatable stuff. Don't forget to send in your questions at com, cast with a K, for our Ask Nick calls or mediation calls. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. Um, and if so, give us five stars. I love you. Can't thank you enough for... Choosing us. I feel like an airline. We know you have a lot of options in the, in the audio space. Thank you for choosing us. Uh, Here come at
1: Vile Files. You can be a captain. Come, We put our listeners
0: first. Come back mm. soon. Uh, we won't put you on standby.
1: Put your AirPods in <laughs> before assisting others. So anyways, thanks for choosing us. Clayton, welcome back.
3: Hey, Nick, thanks for having me, man. It's, uh, it's been a little bit of a minute. I almost think I forget how to do these now. I think a little bit has changed since the last time I've been on the airwaves.
0: Yeah, it has. I mean, uh, how many, if, like, have you done a, a lot of podcasts since AFR?
3: You know, I started doing podcasts, but switching gears over different subjects. I've started to talk more about mental health, and uh, that's been exciting. So more more along those uh, lines, just as far as my life experiences with where I've faced adversity in my life. Well, that's, that's
0: so, good to hear. Well, it's our yeah. first time getting a chance to cup, uh, catch up with you since, uh, the time on the show. Uh, we had the pleasure of, of talking to Susie right after AFR, as you know, we're big fans of her on the show. And I think uh, a lot of people were really impressed with her. And I think even kind of showed some shared some context in your relationship that people even immediately listening to her helped better understand the dynamic of the, of the relationship. You know, we were pretty hard on you. Like I was hard on you during AFR going back to that time, I'm curious, like what, like, that fallout, like what was that personally like for you? And like, you know, it must have been difficult, um, to hear all the criticism and it seems like you're in a good headspace now, but how did you go from, you know, that criticism, uh, whether it was me or other people in bachelor nation talking about things versus where you are now. And, and, and how did you get there and, and, And kind of talk about that journey that you had mentally.
3: Yeah. So for me, uh, you know, it's been, I heard heard a lot. And I think I realized as I've taken time to reflect, I've been going to therapy now. uh, And I've done other forms of self-reflection as well. And what I found out that I was doing was... Uh, At the end of the show and with all of the interviews that I was going on, I was really trying to salvage my image, my character. I was trying to defend and I was so hung up on that and really I felt backed into a corner. So I was doing everything in my power to try to say, "Whoa, like this is how I actually am. I swear I didn't mean to hurt anybody. And I said that time and time and time again. Uh, But what I realized was, you know, as much as I explained oftentimes those explanations can be sound like excuses and I had to dive deeper and and question, you know, why is it that people aren't understanding? It's not that what I realized, it's not that they're not understanding. They're upset. Maybe not with my intent because they go, okay, like I I bet I, I saw and people said, you know, I don't think he intended to be a bad person. I don't think he intended to hurt these, these women, but he did. So That's what we're upset about. It's about the results of your actions. And as I've taken the time to really let that settle in, I realized that perception is reality. So even though I might've perceived my reality to be different and how I handle the situations, I hurt people. Therefore, I have to understand that frustration and be able to see that for what it is. I couldn't see it because I was too busy defending my character When I realized that I was probably just digging a deeper hole trying to defend when I should have just accepted responsibility, accountability, and understood that I hurt these people. I hurt a lot of people, people that watch the show, that it brought up bad memories. And if I would have just been able to stop trying to be so, I guess, selfish and try to protect my own image and just put myself in other people's shoes. And this is where, again, I think you said it. You said I lacked empathy. I believe you said that. Correct me if I'm wrong. I did, yeah. Okay. And yeah, so, you know, at first I heard that, but I always it was always the follow-up. And you didn't say this, but I heard a lot of people said that. And they said, he lacks empathy and he's a piece of blank, or he doesn't deserve to be happy, or he's a terrible human being. And I became so defensive because I was hearing that second half of the statement. And I basically didn't want to hear any of it because that second half was so extreme that I'm like, man, I'm not a bad person. I deserve to be happy but I couldn't see the first part. Yeah, And I, and I think now I realized that I unknowingly did lack some empathy. Uh, and a lot of that stemmed from, I couldn't put myself in those other women's shoes because I didn't even know where my own two feet stood. I was so confused, so lost and wanting to try to make sense of things. So I was just really focused on myself. Um, and I just didn't, I didn't really take the time or, or I was just so hyper-focused on trying to defend me that I never took the time to set in their, their position and say, okay, listen, like, how are they feeling about this? I just wasn't able to do that then, but I see it now. now I it do see it now.
0: makes a lot of sense. I, I appreciate you being so kind of honest and vulnerable, uh, vulnerable about that. Uh, one question I wanted to ask you, and you've kind of already answered it, but just in case you want to add more to it. Last time I had you on this show, I asked you if you had any regrets and you said, uh, I wish I didn't fall in love with multiple people, which is a fair thing to say. But it also kind of focuses on your feelings. where in the sense of like, we always talk about on the show how we can't help how we feel about any situation or people like our feelings are valid and they, sh- they kind of show up But how we kind of judge, you know, character and how we judge maturity in people and how we judge emotional intelligence in people is how they handle their feelings when whatever they're feeling kind of pops in. And I'm wondering what, how do you, how would you answer that question now in terms of like, what do you regret if anything, or more specifically, what would you do differently reflecting back on those moments where things kind of got messy and got you in trouble um yeah what would you do differently and maybe a good uh, a way to answer that question is a year from now or six months from now there'll be a new bachelor and they might call you up and say do you have any advice for me what would be that advice that you would give
3: yeah you know i I think i was giving this advice uh and i think it still holds true after the show i realize i shouldn't have made those assumptions i regret the fact that i made assumptions and thought that I thought that me and the women all saw it the same way as far as where we were at. And it wasn't the case. Uh, and, and with that, I should have been uh, able to yeah, ask more questions, see where the women were at before I made these really tough decisions, be a little bit more sensitive. Uh, I think sometimes I am a little blunt and I come out with things and just say it as they are. Uh, but you know, some people appreciate that and some don't. And again, I, I certainly could have just approached certain circumstances better. Uh, and I would tell somebody that in the future, a future bachelor, I'd say, "Listen, you can always over communicate uh, because it never hurts to. And if it does hurt in a way, well, you know, sometimes I, I know the truth can hurt at points, but you're better off at least being fully transparent and honest. I still believe, even though some people there as at points, or some people said, "I don't know why he's saying this. This is I wouldn't say this out loud," uh, and, and I could certainly see that. But I, I think again, just asking more questions, over communicating. Uh, then you're going to be able to know exactly where those other women are standing. You can, and then that, then you can place yourself in their shoes and you can have empathy and you won't train wreck the entire experience by, um, you know, trying to figure out where you're at. You got to figure out where you stand first, but, uh, I think that's where I, I failed. Yeah. And if I, and if I had to like go back in time, I would take more time at night to sit up for another hour. Instead of get that extra hour of sleep and say, "Where are you at right now mentally? Where do you stand?" Okay, once you figure out where you're at, now it's time to go a step further and figure out where they're at. I
0: really, I really like that you said that, and I know it's not easy to talk about, and it's not easy to admit fault uh, ever for a lot of people. So I, I commend you. And it, I mean, just talking to you now, like you, you, can, you, you, in the short period of time, come come across as someone who you you can kind of see the growth, at least from my point of view. I don't know if Allie and Amanda feel the same way, but. You kind of see that reflective, sh- reflective kind of point of view, and I, I'm glad that you. One thing you would do differently and, and give advice for is to, you know, empathize and, and more specifically, check in. You know, it was a topic of conversation, and one thing we talked about on the show. Whereas, you know, and I know I think meant you know the, the sex obviously the the sex aspect is something that is a hot topic in general, regardless of when you talk about it, but. You know, there was that point where you were like, "Oh, even when you said to Susie, right? You're now, you're now a girlfriend. Like, why didn't you say this to me before? Why didn't you bring this up?" And also, I think the show sometimes put the puts the burden of checking in on on cast rather than the lead. And it's nice to hear you say that. Would you agree that in general you think the leads, regardless if it's the Bachelorette or the Bachelor? should hold more of the responsibility to check in with with the cast even though they're the person who's being pursued
3: that's a great question uh my i don't my initial answer would be i think it should always be balanced among the leading cast but i also believe too that as the lead you're in a very unique position and that holds a lot of uh weight as far as where you are and you know how you feel about all of the women, but they really don't know on their side of things, how you feel. So, uh, so it's kind of, they're in the dark. And and because of that, uh, I think that again, I, I should have had, I should have just been more forward. Uh, even if it hurt, I should have just found a way obviously to do it the right way to be sensitive towards others' feelings. But, uh, I think because I was more in the know, that means I have more of a responsibility to be the one to check in and let them know where I'm at, because I found out that they were shocked. Just find figure out where I was at at the end of it all. All all of the final women were like, "Okay, oh my gosh, this is your reality. You've fallen for multiple women. How?" And it was a surprise to them. And I, you know, I, I knew that I had fallen for three women, and probably I started falling maybe a week prior to that point of telling them. Should have told them sooner, so mm-hmm. it wasn't
0: shock all at once hate looking like a scrub at the gym and uh something about guys we just we sometimes wear the worst things while working out and nothing
1: gives you the ick like seeing your man at the gym and it's not good (laughs) ladies out there
0: chances are you're 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 dating someone who uh is embarrassing you Uh, while they run around the block in your neighborhood or at the gym, and and there's something you can do about it. And that's with 10,000. No more dad shorts at the gym. Being a father is a great thing, but there's no reason to have to look like a dad when you go to the gym. 10,000 makes the highest quality, best fitting, and most comfortable training shorts uh, I've ever worn. And you can wear them too. The 7-inch interval short is the most popular and most versatile style, perfect for gym days, spinning, short runs, hit, and backyard workouts. Their versatile shirt is the perfect workout shirt. Lightweight, breathable, and durable.
2: Because, like, men are hard to shop for sometimes. And, like, this is, like, a good fail-safe gift that, you know, because, like, Practical. it's going to be soft. It's going to be nice. They're going to wear it, like, once every week or two for, like, yeah. the next few years.
0: It is a perfect gift. It's practical. It's something they will like and something they need. Hard to find like those functional. that comp- functional. They have stuff for interval training, uh, stuff for running, uh, Olympic lifting and boxing. So uh, you can find shorts for all the ways that you train. So there's plenty of options. Free shipping and returns and a lifetime guarantee. So get the men in your life some very stylish, very functional athletic gear and shorts 10000 is offering our listeners 15% off your purchase. Go to 10000 slash V-I-A-L-L to receive 15% off your purchase. That's 10000 dot slash V-I-A-L-L. Get your frame on with Frame Bridge. Everyone loves, there's nothing like a good framing framed picture to make you look like an adult.
2: Truly, because it's like those posters without frames, no shade. But, but they, like could, be they yeah. could be elevated. They could be elevated with a frame.
0: Yeah, and uh, you can and, and framing can be super expensive.
2: You always see those frame stores. So like, scary. So, but even so beyond expensive. that, you then
1: have to like print your own print elsewhere, and then get the frame. Yeah, it's super. You convenient. You, you got to go to a print together. store, then you have to go to yeah. a frame
0: store so inconvenient well not with Framebridge. just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo or they'll send you your packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces preview your item online in dozen of frame styles and gallery wall layouts choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers now this wonderfully nice framed picture of jeff Aww. uh got it in days days super easy instead of the hundreds hundreds that you'd pay for a frame store their prices start at 39 dollars, and all shipping is free most of my listeners get 50% off their first order at framebridge.com when you use uh, my promo code V-I-A-L-L. So to get, give someone a thoughtful gift, give them something framed, you could take a picture off their Instagram. You know, maybe it's a picture of connect you and someone directly. else and yeah. connect it and then uh, send it uh, framed in the mail with a little like a I love you note. To get started today, frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code V-I-A-L-L to save an additional 50% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code V-I-A-L-L. That's framebridge.com, promo code V-I-A-L-L. Is there anything you want to add to that before we bring in Susie and and, and lighten this conversation up a bit?
3: Through this experience, again, I I hope that people can see uh, that my story ultimately ends in me having to accept what all happened and put that all on my shoulders because I was ultimately the one responsible. For all that had occurred, uh, and once I was able to come to that point, I was able to have a sense of peace. But I had to do—I had to have people around me that I trusted, um, give me that constructive criticism. And I think it's just so important uh, for individuals to understand one that you know no one's perfect, but that doesn't make an excuse to to take certain actions. But I think more than more than anything, people that struggle with mental health, people that might go through something like this, where they feel that everybody has turned against them and they start to question who they are. Uh, The best thing you can do is have a conversation with those around you that you love because then you don't feel like you're alone. And I talked to a lot of former cast, uh, former bachelor bachelorettes and they shared their stories and it was a lot more similar than I realized. And that helped me calm myself down to realize you're not alone in this. They got through it. They're happy now. You will also be as well. So you know, through sharing experiences, I think that's such a great thing, and I hope people kind of can hear this message and and realize that, hey, if I'm ever feeling alone, someone else out there is more than likely feels the way I do. So I just need to start having these conversations.
0: Well, I appreciate you saying that's, that, I think there's a a yeah. lot of truth behind what you said i do I have one more question before you bring Susie on. Uh, Rachel's dad was a focal point at AFR. He was obviously outspoken and we certainly empathize and understand the love a father has for his daughter when she's feeling hurt. But let's say you randomly ran in, uh, to Rachel's dad at the, in a lot, you turn around, you're at Chipotle. You turn around, all of a sudden, it's Rachel's dad. At
3: Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you know, like I hear, I hear you love Chipotle. Um, Can we
1: also ask what his order is specifically? Yeah, we've heard we... some rumors about that. I heard too. it's,
0: I heard it's north of thirty dollars. Uh, hold on, let's 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 focus on the question, at <laughs> Hand. Uh, you're oh my you're my in gosh. a line of you're in a line at Chipotle. You turn around, and Rachel's dad is behind you. What do you say to Rachel's dad? What do you? Do you ask him a question? Do you just say anything? Do you do you do you put a baseball cap on and sunglasses and run out the door? What what would you do in that situation?
3: Yeah, you know what? I'd probably let him get one good shot on me if he wanted to, uh, and just shake it off and then shake his hand and say, "Let me uh let me buy you some uh, Chipotle uh, at the very least," and we can hopefully sit down and uh talk it out. Listen, I think he honestly, for what it was at Afr, quote unquote, went easy on me. I think he. Uh, I think he realized that, you know, I had, I was suffering a lot and I, and he he gave me grace. He really did. I, I was very impressed. Uh, and it wasn't that I was deserving of it by any means, but uh, I think he took the high road and I have a lot of respect for that because that's his daughter. Uh, and he had to watch his daughter hurt more than she's probably ever hurt. So for him to respond the way he did, which I thought was with class, I can obviously understand he was frustrated, but he held it together and, at the very least, if I saw him in the line of Chipotle, I would love I would want to just shake his hand and say, listen, like thank you for giving me grace. Uh let me uh let me add to my order here real quick and let's uh, let's sit down and see if you can crush two bowls faster. <laughs> All right, also now what's your Chipotle order? What's the order? Uh two bowls to go, two tortillas on the side, white rice, extra white rice, uh, extra fajita veggies, half chicken, half steak, pinto beans, corn, uh, guac, lettuce. And it's the two sides of vinaigrette, because I'm telling you, you gotta put the oh, vinaigrette the on is the insane. bowl.
2: Do you get cheese? You have people sleep no on the vinaigrette. No cheese. No cheese. I also don't get
3: cheese. They, on kidding. the vinaigrette
2: because <laughs> yeah, I do not get cheese, and I love the vinaigrette. Clayton understands it.
3: <laughs> yes, you have people. It's like a hidden gem. People understand that vinaigrette is what makes the entire bowl. You pour that but, on top. Try it next time. What it is do incredible. do you the
1: tortilla? Do you bite the tortilla by itself? Do you put it in the tortilla? Yeah, do you like dip? Yeah.
3: With the tortilla? What do you do with no, the tortillas? So, no, so I basically stack up so I get extra rice, actually this, that, and the other. So the bowl basically probably can't even close with a lid to go, uh, but it does. They sneak it all in there, but then I just take it out and I make my own uh, burrito when I get back home. And so I eat the burrito and then I eat the rest with uh, sometimes chips if I'm feeling
1: Oh hell you know, yeah! Walk or
0: salsa. <laughs> this is the breaking news that people can rely on on this show. Today. People are
3: probably tired of hearing me talk about it. They're like, "Damn it, this guy just loves Chipotle and pizza." We get it, but I'm a food. I'm a foodie. I, I didn't hey, it, unfortunately, I, I so just, nothing
0: nothing wrong with a good appetite and uh, being got, a creature of habit. I am. I am both of those.
2: Chipotle's comfort all.
0: Comfort Yeah, I'm both. of those Comfort,
3: yes. Comfort food is a beautiful thing. Uh, uh, found found a lot of comfort in Chipotle. <laughs>
0: Is your uh wonderful girlfriend with you? Do you want to bring her on? Hi, yeah. Susan. I, I wanted to just use this time to just chat with you guys about the relationship, kind of get an update on your love. I know you guys had that uh scandal a couple weeks ago uh that you were involved in, but I feel like you guys have since talked about it. So I don't know if we need to necessarily really go into that much detail unless you guys want to Clarify anything other than the fact that like Clayton doesn't know how to teleport,
1: yeah.
0: uh, or, or things Literally. like that. Or, or, or was there a takeaway? Have you have you had any communication with this person who who created this false story? Uh, I feel
1: like Susie was talking to her a decent amount because she didn't want her to do anything reckless. And then Clayton was like, "Susie, why are you talking to this woman?"
0: <laughs> yeah. What I guess what I am most curious about. In addition to anything you want to add to it is so much about relationships is how we get through adversity you know we it's not as like the good is great right like it's oh you want to have fun with your partner and you want to have a good time and you want to enjoy being around each other but the true test of any relationship is what happens when you guys fight or what happens when you have a disagreement or what happens when you when when you're just faced with adversity you know thankfully for you guys, you were your relationship started with adversity, so there is that. <laughs> but I am curious when something yeah. like this happens, it's it's very normal and understanding for people on both sides to get defensive, to even take it out with their partner, even though there's nothing to take out. Like, so how did you what I'm really curious about is when this story came out, how did you hear about it? And what were conversations that you two had with each other about how you guys were gonna approach this? mess that's what i'm most curious about
4: so like to be honest the first thing i did was say i I didn't really read her message she had sent me a message saying that she slept with clayton the night before and i was working so i like briefly saw it and i've actually had that happen in a relationship before so i was like dang like who's going to make this up this is wild but we are in a public relationship and there are a lot of people that you know, my, I don't know, that just want to meddle and stuff. So I was like, okay, this is weird. My my heart sunk though. I just, I didn't realize it said New York because I just briefly looked at it and I texted Clayton. I said, hey, like I'm working, but if this is true, just tell me and like, we'll figure this out privately. And so he's like, had of to, course you, it's not true.
0: You had, to, you had to face the internal fear that it still could be true. Yeah.
4: I mean, I genuinely feel like Clayton is, one of the most genuine, honest, upfront people. And like, we both, have, we both say that we're not the type of people that cheat. Neither of us ever have, but we say, God forbid, if in a weird alternative universe, it did happen. Like we would be the type of people that tell on ourselves to our partner because we like, we're just super honest respect. Yeah. So yeah, I did initially get that feeling of like, Oh my gosh, like, cause I didn't really look at the message that hard. Um, and Clayton was like, it absolutely didn't happen. FaceTime me immediately, literally in Arizona again. I had just FaceTimed him the night before. And he's like, yeah, she's saying that I was in New York last night. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, and then it, it was immediately like, okay, there's just like, not even, this isn't even possible. But even if we had, if, even if Chase, she was in New York, I think, or uh, Arizona, I'm sure we would have figured it out however, but we basically decided to. I trusted him. Let's approach this together. Let's not talk about it publicly. Yeah. Let's not give her attention. Cause at, at the time we're like, she's obviously just doing this for clout. So we were like, let's just not even acknowledge it. But then people really did start to question Clayton. And I was like, all right, let's post about it and be done with it. Didn't, we didn't ask too many questions or get too crazy about our stuff until after it was over. And we, I was like heading to Arizona and we like had these conversations and then in like the first five hours of our road trip, we were just like, how do we handle this? Like we, neither of us have had to navigate a public relationship before. So it was weird. And we, we just weren't equipped to do, to know how to handle it. So it was super weird, but we just had really open and honest conversations of like, this could happen again. Like what, it, what is our approach moving forward? Um, it was, it was good for us to have those conversations. It, they were tough conversations, but we both just were really honest and decided the best we can do is like handle it together first and private and then figure out how we want to approach it to the world.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Did that person per I know she issued like a, an apology, a, a public apology to like her followers or just people or to you in general. Did you speak with her privately and? did she apologize privately and were you satisfied with that or were, were you just kind of like, you know what, I don't want anything to do with do with this person and which would be also understandable.
3: Yeah. Uh, when it pertaining to her apology, truthfully, I just want to move on. Uh, I, I didn't want to spend any more time on it. Uh, I was also talking to her privately and I was much more upset than Susie was. Uh, and I was trying to, to warn her that I was like, hey, you don't want to go down this path because uh, when people realize that you're lying, they're going to come after you. And I'm, I said, you just <laughs> I'm like, you don't want this. And she she kind of was just like, oh, whatever, like you did what you did. And, and I'm like, OK, like I'm just telling you this is going to backfire. And I'm really trying to help you out because like I don't think you realize how many people are going to come raining down on you. And and then that you're happened and then she changed her tone and started and she started yeah. asking for, she's like, please tell them to stop. And I said, "It's like, delete your video. Like, delete the video and issue an apology. Like, that's all you can do at this point. And I said, the quicker you do it, the quicker this, that people will move on from this. And she finally did it. Uh, you know what? I, I mean, did she learn a lesson? I, who, I'll never know, nor do I care to ask her. Uh, I just hope that truthfully that nobody tries that again because mm-hmm. um, we're, we got the receipts ready from here on out. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's just one of those things where I just looked at it like, let's move on. And Susie was great. Again, she continues to impress me with how she looks at things. Yeah, she was like, let's give her grace. And I'm like, what? I was like, you know, I'm like, why? Like, this girl brought this on herself. And I'm over here getting, again, another thing that's coming up that's going to have people turn against me. Uh, But she was like, listen, like, we don't, you know, Clayton, she's like, when it comes to mental health, it's like everyone's mental health matters. And right now, like, I can tell that she's struggling. So let's not... Like, have there be a worse outcome from this? And I had to take a step back, a deep breath, and be like, yeah, okay. Like, her mental health matters, too. Even if she brought this on herself, I would hate to see something worse come of this.
0: That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's certainly big of both you to have that realization in the moment. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, I would empathize with, like, you feeling like you've taken some beatings, Clayton, and then you're like, another thing that I definitely didn't do, and it can be... A challenge, because I would I mean shoot I'd be frustrated because i mean I am curious she claims to have slept with this person, whoever they were, and while they maybe you look like him I mean didn't at what point did she not like look I, you know like wasn't it obvious or I'm just like she must have been so drunk
4: yeah
0: that it like she maybe didn't remember what he looked like. And do we even know if he was like, I'm Clayton from The Bachelor? Or did she come up with a up to him and say, You look yeah. like Clayton from The Bachelor? And he was like, Sure. <laughs> or yeah. if
1: he really was just like, Oh, you don't watch the show, I was the last one on it. And then she googled who was the last bachelor.
0: But she seemed she to, to your right. point, she seemed pretty adamant even talking to you, that she believed it was you, which is oh
3: kind of terrifying in a way she was adamant she was yeah and and at first she was yeah like your proof isn't proof and was laughing at me and yeah uh, and I just that frustrated me of course I'm like okay like you want to play this game and you're defaming me and uh my my character and I'm like my character's already been questioned I said so you're now adding to this and again like that's where yeah I, I was like come on one more thing like can I just can I just like have a week of No BS. Like, and again, a lot of, but this was a difference. I don't want to compare this to like other previous ones because I, I took actions previously that brought on a lot of the, um, you know the, the, the negativity that was geared towards me. That again, like as I said earlier, sure. I now, I understand it for what it is, but this was something where I'm like, I didn't do anything. Okay. Like I was sitting in my house. Yeah. I was having a chill weekend before Susie showed up. I was just going to watch some TV. I was eating pizza and I was watching a documentary. The Kanye got documentary. I'm like, life's good. I'm just chilling. My girlfriend's about to show up here in a couple of days. And then all of a sudden I you know, go on the internet, I see it. and I was like, Oh my gosh, who is this? And I also, there's all this speculation. I'm like, I'm like, you know, popcorn in hand, eating pizza. Like, I can't wait to see who comes. Like, I, this sucks, but I'm really intrigued in the story. And all of a sudden, she goes, like, who is it? And, like, it's Clayton. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, no. I'm like, wait, so you heard about the story
0: before you realized
3: people were talking about you? Yeah. I, I popped up because people were tagging me. <laughs> like, what did me Matt James do? <laughs>
0: like,
3: <laughs> well, that was the thing is they said, that they said they were like, oh, this happened in uh, – this girl's from Miami or from New York. And I was like – and so the people started saying –
4: Matt
0: it's from Matt, there.
3: Matt's from there and I was like Matt I was like no way I was like Matt's such a good dude there's no way and I, I'm just like but I'm like this is crazy and then they're like give a name give a name and I was like yeah I was like kind of sitting like yeah give a name I'm, I'm, I'm also interested like <laughs> yes. your, ass, your ass is getting to me and then all of a sudden they said Clayton I'm like you got to be kidding me! I was like, you really got to be kidding me. Like, I did not. Like, I was. I'm not. Thought it was this. like
1: reality TV that he was watching on his phone. He was like, "Ooh, yeah. drama!"
3: What a meta yeah. moment! Yeah, I'm like refreshing by the minute. I was like, "Oh man!" Like,
4: this is juicy.
1: I'm
3: watching the Kanye documentary. I got a little side, you know, drama. I'm like, I'm intrigued. I'm into this just to see who's who's going to be caught. And then all of a sudden, it was like Clayton. I'm like, okay, well, this just completely soured the mood. And now I'm going to turn off this documentary and. Yeah. Then I was, I saw people start tagging Susie and I was like, okay, um, well clearly I have to address this now, uh, because she's getting tagged by a hundred tags a minute or whatever it was. And then I realized, yeah, it shifted really quickly from like, you know, I put the popcorn down, put the pizza away. <laughs> and, uh, and I started, you know, trying to figure out how I was going to, uh, find a way to prove my innocence.
0: Well, it's, I'm, I'm thankful and happy for you guys that it's, uh, is water under the bridge now and and it sounds like if nothing else um it, in a way it brought you guys closer together because it, it taught you guys how to handle uh, mm. adversity and in like that you know it kind of created more trust and and not to like the way you know susie communicated with you clayton it sounds like it was a overall like well stressful like a positive moment and kind of reassured the strength of that relationship that you guys have which is which is nice to see
4: yeah ultimately i think it forced us to have conversations that we probably wouldn't have had so just a better understanding of each other and how to how to move forward in this environment
0: you guys are a very likable couple on the social media Uh, do you guys know that
1: Thank you. It's really,
0: am I the only one who feels this way? Like, uh, now, Nall- Nally and I were talking about, like, Nally was like, li- I don't know if it was yours, Susie, or Clayton's, but Nally was like, you guys are like, Clayton and Susie are like very likable. And I was like, I well, know. They're like,
1: yeah. Nick embarrassed me. Nick did the most embarrassing thing when what? Susie was in studio. I'm sitting here staring at Susie, and Nick out of nowhere goes, Ellie has the biggest crush on you, Susie. And I was like, my <laughs> cover is blown. Do you, do you have a, yeah, yeah. I,
0: I wasn't trying to embarrass you. I was trying to make Susie feel good because it's always nice to, I mean, Susie, Susie was coming here at a time where it was dark. Yeah. I like, I knew how I I could, in some levels could relate to Susie of being like, does everyone hate me or does anyone (laughs) like me? So I just wanted to like, throw it like, Hey, you have a big fan. Don't worry. I got you. Thank Um, you. Do you
4: know what
1: sucks? What, Allie? Dry skin. Mm, and I I suffer with that a lot because even if you do like a full face of makeup or like really try hard with your appearance, you cannot hide like dry, flaky, nasty skin. And the one product that has like gotten me so moisturized like throughout the winter and I'm continuing it into the spring is the, um, the Wonder Skin face cream because it comes in a cute little pot. they also have a little eye cream i use both of them i brought them to puerto rico because you spend all day in the sun you get very dried out and by the time i was ready for dinner i was like oh look at my glowing moisturized skin
0: that's amazing well we're talking about wonder skin that's right like you have already heard from Allie about their moisturizer they also have their peel and reveal lip stain it is the
2: coolest lip product i've ever used what what color did you get because Um, No, I have a few different ones. Um, I'm still like deciding which one is like my going to be my go to signature. Um, But first of all, I will say also it's an allure best of beauty winner and that allure don't lie to me. And it's like you put it on, you let it sit, you spray it, you peel it off and then you're left with a stain.
0: Wonderskin was recently on the Today Show and they described the product as if your favorite lipstick in lipsting had a baby. People Magazine says once you try this, you'll understand why it continues to sell out. Right now, if you go to Wonderskin.com and use promo code VIALL, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping on orders over $50. That's 20% off when you go to Wonderskin.com and use promo code V-I-A-L-L. Seed, get your probiotic and prebiotic on. Did you know that a lot of the probiotics you might be taking uh, don't work the way they should? And if you've taken a probiotic and didn't feel like you felt the effects, it might be because... uh, It didn't
1: make it where it needed to go. It didn't
0: make it where it needed to go. The good news, Seed has this uh, proprietary product, uh, Seed's DS-01 Daily Symbiotic is the real deal. And it's built
1: to survive your GI tract so that it actually gets down your body where it needs to go. Yeah,
0: because sometimes other ones don't survive it. Just falls apart. By by the time it gets where it needs to go, it's useless. But not seeds, daily symbiotic. It's a broad spectrum, two-in-one probiotic plus prebiotic, a proprietary formulation of 24 distinct probiotic strains. In scientifically studied dosages, proprietary engineered 2-in-1 capsules that protect probiotics through their digestive tract, as Ali suggested. So, take care of that gut health. It's incredibly important for your overall health, well-being, your immune system, your skin health, so much more. The list goes on. Many see improvements in digestion within 24 to 48 hours, which can include bowel movement regularity. And easy bloating. Start your new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash V-I-A-L-L and use code V-I-A-L-L to redeem 20% off your first month of Seeds D S O one daily symbiotic. That's seed.com slash V-I-A-L-L and use code V-I-A-L-L. Seriously though, you guys are very, very likable. I'm curious who is it? I don't wanna I don't wanna assume it's just Susie, but like where do you guys come up with this? Uh rather entertaining social media content you seem to want to you seem to embrace it clayton and have some fun with it uh do you guys have any behind the scenes moments of of when you guys are recording some of the stuff and i don't think most people at first would think of you clayton as someone who's really enjoying the tiktok trends and some of these <laughs> things but you you seem to be into it what what have you learned and and what are some things you guys are are doing behind the scenes that makes it, make it so fun to do with one another? Susie does a great
3: job of, mean, she's the creative mind uh, behind everything. And and I realized really quickly that she loves doing TikTok. She loves just having fun. And so for me, I realized that if I did the first TikTok, whatever, I can't remember what it was. It was in one of the happy couple weekend houses. And I just saw the excitement in her, in her eyes and her face. And she was just, she watched it. I think probably
4: the excitement in his face. No, but I'm
3: saying like, (laughs) she probably watched it like 10 times. And I realized I'm like, this is bringing so much joy to her, which makes me happy. So I started getting all, all the way into it. And then I started having fun with it because I was like, Oh, I get to dance and be a fool and and we get to do it together. And, and it's really cool. I never really used to capture memories. Uh, I just have to go off of like, uh, the memories that were in my mind, but I didn't ever capture them through video or photo. And uh, when she did that that one, she uh, captured all those moments from the four months that we were in hiding. And I, st- I went back actually last week and watched that video again because I was like, this is so cool because it brings back so many memories. And I realized, I was like, this is so much fun to capture these because 20 years from now, we'll have these videos and we can see it for what it was and not have to be like, well, I remember this way, you remember this way. Uh, but like we get to see it and I think that's so cool. So I got on board really quickly and, uh, and we just like both giving each other trouble, making fools out of ourselves. Uh, I like doing the voiceovers. I think it's a challenge to me, how, how close I can get it to look like I'm actually talk speaking and she finds them all. And I just, she's like, Clayton, come over here. And I'm like, so I sit down so like, we're doing a TikTok.
0: Speaking of uh, that collage you guys posted, have you guys publicly addressed the, uh, choking shot of, of which I people guess. quickly picked up on?
4: Yeah,
0: that was. Um, your, I mean, your, I wish your, I your could. Clayton's blushing for anyone who's not watching I know. The YouTube.
4: It's because his grandma saw it, so it's a it's a sensitive subject. Grandma. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. no. well, we
3: we damn, talked damn about unfortunately.
4: <laughs> yes, exactly.
3: <laughs> unfortunately, we talked about it. That photo in particular, uh, we said. Should we put this one in there? And I and was like, and this one of me peeing, and the one and of her peeing. And we, with those two, we like we sat there before we po- she posted it. And we said, should we put these in there? And I was like, we're like, yeah, you Why know, not, it's it's but... funny, it's goofy, it kind of encapsulates who we are, uh, just two goofballs. But then all of a sudden, uh, the reaction was kind of like, oh, gross. Why would you post this? And we're like, okay, so our humor uh, we're finding out isn't always well received. Uh, but again, we have we're both unique in our uh with how we you know with what we find funny i think we have a similar humor so we both were like this is funny people enjoy this or think it's stupid or just find it funny and wow. it kind of was mixed
0: i think my my yeah. take on it it was just a matter of timing
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah probably you guys posted right after it, I mean,
0: like right after the controversy and yeah. i guarantee you like if it was like well one if like if you didn't face controversy if you were like the, if ever, it was just like generally like adoring fans of the love, people have been like, oh, this is so great. They're like into it. And like, and if it was six yeah. months later, and I think it had everything to do with, uh, people who, of, of having critics at the time and you gave critics something to criticize, essentially. Totally.
3: You- yeah, that's a good, yeah, Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head with it. Uh, it was definitely timing's everything. But do
0: you like to be uh, choked, Clayton? In bed, I guess, is really the biggest thing we have to (laughs)
3: learn. No, no, no. It doesn't. It doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen. Okay, it just doesn't happen. That's all I'm going to say on it. Uh, Again, safely, we don't. We
0: we don't kink shame on this show. But as long as we don't, we don't. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay.
3: (laughs) um I'm not giving up any more information on what happens uh I really enjoy you being uncomfortable Clayton I don't know why this will do it me
4: too this will do it to me
3: this will do it to me yes like when it comes to speaking on these things I'm pretty private about it uh and that's why like even off the first night limo entrances some of the women came up and said certain things that were semi-sexual and I was just like oh gosh and I just like laughed nervously I was like how do I how do I I don't know how to respond to this my mom and Watches this. And so I always, this is the one area that I don't typically get embarrassed by much, but this is it. When it comes to like speaking on these topics, yes, it gets me.
2: But your entrance was, if I'm remembering correctly, on Michelle season, getting spanked with a ruler.
3: I got spanked by a ruler, all right? That's that's very – You can't kink element to it, Clayton. What a gam-gam thing
2: about that. You knew
4: what you were doing.
3: Oh, my gosh. That was very – well, and I think it's funny. uh, Michelle was pretty hesitant with it as well. I think she was also like, oh, coming out the gate hot there, big dog. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a step down, I think. We just just kicked it up in in the full gear with our little – pictures. So um, I got to pull back the reins.
0: I would love to hear from both of you. One thing that you feel like since dating one another, that your partner has helped you get out of your comfort zone and improve upon either an insecurity or weakness that you felt like you had. And as a result of dating the other person, you feel, you know, like a better person or more confident and less secure. I, I'm curious for, for both of you to answer that question about one another.
4: Clayton's very responsible and I'm not always the most responsible person. <laughs> and, How
0: so? Give us an example.
4: Um, I, well, I'm very, I think I'm kind of carefree, like in my life. I've I am very adventurous. Like we can, we are very different. We contrast in so many ways. But like I'm the type of person that has gone all these different directions and like just always been like everything's going to be fine. Like I just have this belief within me that like life is going to be beautiful because I'm going to choose that it's going to be great. Like I'm going to find the beauty in whatever it is. But sometimes I think maybe I think that can that can be fault me like I can find myself in situations like oh this isn't like the best situation to be in um and Clayton (laughs) is like very responsible and he's just like a really you think like far ahead you've got like you know long-term way more long-term goals I guess I I have long-term goals as well but they're just they just look differently and so I think he's really challenged me to like think further ahead and, and be a little bit more responsible. So I think that, and I don't always like that push because I am very free.
0: Dampen, <laughs> so. Dampens your creativity. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I'm saying like, yeah, that's how it might feel, but no, I, it sounds yes, like. I, exactly.
4: Yeah, that's I, how it might feel sometimes. And I'm like, in reality, this is actually good challenges for me. Um, even though I feel challenged and I'm like, I don't know that I like this feeling, but he definitely has, um, uh, he brings a lot to the table when it comes to like thinking ahead and, um, uh, just like, you know, smart decision-making.
0: Clayton.
3: Uh, yeah. The, and that kind of parlays into, um, what she's taught me, which is to, uh, to challenge myself to go outside of my comfort zone and find my self in a place that is less structured. I think I've always created structure around me wherever I can. I always had a safety net, all those things. And I often would just, yeah, I wouldn't, I sometimes wouldn't push my limits all the way, or I would maybe push it in one area, but I wouldn't be willing to jump and just take a leap of faith. And that's something that she's challenged me to do. Um, you know, right now I'm actually finally for once in my life, chasing my true passions, which is, I want to speak on men's mental health, or mental health in general, truthfully, and I want to share my story and go talk to high schoolers, college kids, really whoever I can to just make an impact. And I also am uh, starting to push out fitness, you know, educational resources uh, to help people because I have body dysmorphia, and so I want to be able to create change, uh, that I, the same change that I saw myself, that I started to have more self-love. Uh, And so these are my really true, my true passions. Prior to this show, prior to this entire experience, I was working medical sales and it just wasn't my calling. It wasn't what I was passionate about. I was good at it, but it wasn't, it didn't like make me, give me a renewed sense of purpose. And Susie has continually pushed me to kind of say, okay, Hey, there's no structure around you right now. You don't have a seven traditional seven to seven to three, nine to five uh, job, but just every day put in those hours, six to eight hours. And, whatever you're passionate at and do something and it'll end up coming fruition. It's, it's going to be a challenge. So overnight success doesn't happen overnight, but just put your head down and grind and and you'll see that again, she traveled the world. She did all of these things where she didn't have structure and she found peace in it and excitement and she realized it was all going to be okay. Coming from someone like me who's always been structured. I was like, Oh my gosh, I haven't had a job for a traditional job for five months. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, my life's caving in on me. It's, it's not, mm-hmm. So she's giving me that perspective. Uh, we've balanced each other out, I think. As, we, as you can see, I feel one way where she's allowed me to become less structured. I challenge her to be a little bit more structured, a little more punctual. <laughs> well, that's great. I, I love how you guys are. She brand. likes to show up fashionably late a little bit. She likes to show up a little fashionably late. So I try to get her 15 minutes. By like
4: minutes, a minute or two. Yeah, and I'm
3: trying to get her the whole 15 minutes is, is on time. Uh, you know, a, a mindset that Which I learned true. from football. You know, show 15 minutes earlier on time. Uh, so I'm trying to get her into that mindset. I think it's just so we're 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 both feeding off each other
0: that's great i love to i love to hear it have you talked much about having body dysmorphia clayton
3: i started to open up more about it uh in fact i had a really cool conversation i was back with my friends in missouri uh and i was out one night and there was uh, a couple friends of friends that were there i started just telling my buddy what i wanted to do and, and the platform i wanted to utilize it for good and I had a guy, one of the guys came over to me and said, Hey, I just heard you talking about, it. I was, and I wanted to sit close to you because I couldn't hear like what all you were saying, but he goes, I wanted to at least tell you that I think it's so cool that you're talking about this. He's like, because I have body dysmorphia. Uh, and he opened up to me and this is a guy that I, I didn't know that well. And he just said, you know, I have body dysmorphia and I wish more guys would talk about it because it is a struggle that I face, but hearing you talk about it, you know, just makes me feel that I, I also share something and I'm not alone in this regard. And so... Had a few of those powerful powerful conversations in North Carolina. I went and talked to a guy that he's creating an app for college athletes, or just former athletes, for mental health resources. And he had lost three or four friends to suicide. So I'm starting to like for me having these conversations and realizing that if we can get this message out of just having one more conversation, just talking about the issues that plague us and make them make it more normal. Yeah. And you're not less of a man if you talk about these things. So uh, I'm trying to push it out as much as possible and share my experiences. I talked about body dysmorphia on the show for one of the dates that we went on uh, briefly, but I think it's just a matter of continuing to talk about it, and and I'm comfortable with that. I don't feel like I'm less of a man. I think you're more of a man if you can talk about these things because I've looked at the research. Just as many men suffer with body dysmorphia as women uh, is what uh, a few articles that I read said. So. It's yeah, more I feel common like than it, people seem to
0: think. I, it wasn't really discussed much when it was on the show. I mean, there's so much going on. I kind of glossed over. It. But like you said, I mean, I think it's something we talk about a lot in, in, in women communities, but I don't think we address as much in, in, in male communities uh, and with men. And being a former professional athlete, I think a lot of people assume that that's something you would never deal with. Um, so I think you're bringing a lot of awareness. That's I think that's amazing. Uh, I'd love for you to just like in, in, in the spirit of bringing awareness, how did you realize that's something you suffer from and what uh, what would you say to men who might be listening or women who are listening who are in relationships with men, like warning signs that it might be something you struggle with and where to go for resources if, if you if you are worried that you might, you know, have this uh, thing that you're struggling with in terms of body dysmorphia.
3: Yeah, when it comes to body dysmorphia, uh, I think partners, uh, what they should look out for is look to see how often your significant other's looking in the mirror. Uh, I think that's a big sign is every time they pass by, they kind of stop and they take a look. I do that a lot. Every mirror I look, I pass. If I'm shirtless, I, you know, my, the thing that I get bothered with is like my stomach area. That's just something that I feel like just never is, looks as defined as I want it to. Uh, something that I do too, I'm sure people probably can see it if they pay attention to it now. Uh, when I'm out in public and I'm walking around, I pinch my stomach all the time. It's just like a habit. I just pinch areas of my body that, uh, I'm not happy with. It's almost like to remind myself, is this like, do I feel like it's skinny today or am I, or does it feel fat? Am I pinching an inch or more? Uh, that these are little things that I think you can pay attention to to see uh, if your partner is struggling with body dysmorphia, because that's what I'm like unknowingly doing is I'm constantly reminding myself as I pinch my my that part of my body that's like, oh, I wish I was less there. Uh and, and I think people that struggle with body dysmorphia, at least from in my experience, will always be thinking about it. Uh, it'll come up throughout the day. And here I am, I mean, I've it doesn't matter. And and even I had this conversation with my brother recently. He said, how do you sell body dysmorphia, dude? He's like, you're in great shape. And I took a in-body scan and I was apparently 10% body fat, which is great. But like, I can't see that. And at the end of the day, it's like, no matter even if the numbers back up the fact that I'm not fat and I'm in good shape, uh, people with body dysmorphia, they just feel like they don't like the way they look. And so a significant other needs to just understand that like, Hey, this, this is their reality. This is how they view it. And I should just be mindful of that. Don't downplay them and say, Hey, like, I don't know why you're concerned about it because you're 10% body fat or you look great or whatever. Uh, that's great to remind that your significant other, hey, like you look great, you look incredible, I love the way you are. Uh, But just understand that, again, for them, they're struggling to try to overcome that, and they can't see what everybody else sees. When I look in the mirror, when I look at pictures, I don't see what other people see. I see the things I don't want to see. So I would just say that, yeah, I mean, having the conversation with your significant other and not, yeah, understanding that this is something that men struggle with. So don't downplay them or, or belittle them or say, like, you're a dude. Yeah. Often it's like, that's what you people hear. It's like, this is a girl's problem. No, it's not. I mean, this, 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 the research shows it's just as many men nowadays and that's due to social media. That's due to filters and guys that are airbrushing their abs on their Instagram. And I see that and I'm like, Man, I really wish I looked like that, but they don't. They just, they're, they're, they're out there highlighting their photos or airbrushing or whatever they're doing, uh, sharpening them. Like, it's just not reality. You see them in a video and you're like, they don't look anything like their picture. Um, so, I think it's just being aware that it's becoming worse because of social media, but a long winded explanation just to say that there are little things you can look for and yeah looking in the mirror a lot grabbing t- pinching certain parts of your body
4: Probably negative self
3: talk negative self talk saying you know I, I gotta get in shape, I say that a lot she's like you are in- you, she's like you are in shape, but making those little comments i think are warning signs that somebody might be struggling with it
0: well, I really appreciate you uh Uh, Shedding some light on that. Uh, Again, a lot of people, I think, uh, don't talk about it enough, especially from a a men's perspective. So um, thank you for sharing that. And um, I think that was really uh, informative. Uh, Yeah, thanks, uh, man. Do you have any other questions? Amanda has a question. I just
2: have, like, a kind of, like, fun one to end on, which is just would you guys be willing to share, like, an inside joke that is making you guys crack up right now? Okay, so there's this
4: video of a guy Who does like baby talk, and it was like on TikTok. It was on TikTok, (laughs) and it's like the most horrible, cringy, like but hysterically funny thing. And like he's like his girlfriend's like making hot chocolate, and he's talking about like her milky Wilky, and it's like I'm not doing the voice, no, (laughs) but it's like just. So you watch it and you cringe, but you're like, I need to watch this again. And like, I sent it to Clayton and he was so uncomfortable. And I think I reenacted it. He was so uncomfortable. And he was like, this is like, it really made him uncomfortable, like oh. just overall. And so I named this playlist on Spotify, like Milky Wilkie, or like, I don't know what I named it, but it was my playlist for Clayton and the fans found it. And they were like, what is this Milky Wilkie like, could this be, it has like love songs on it. And I was like, I was so embarrassed because I was like, if this is how we get found out because of my milky wilky playlist on Spotify, oh, this I, is I'm when, like, like getting you guys,
3: hot. Oh, I, oh yeah. This was before the, before, spoiler, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Reddit, uh, Reddit actually they were on yeah. it. They're like, I just, they were looking at Spotify <laughs> playlist and she made the playlist for me and I guess they just didn't pick up on it, but it was, they were kind of like, what is oh, this playlist that was created? And it was yeah. I'm like, if this is how we get found out, because it's so embarrassing. She, Milky, yeah, she Wilkie. well Milky Wilkie Clayton. With I forget what to say. it was. It wasn't my I'm name. I'm with was, you,
0: Clayton. Yeah. The, the biggest turnoff in the world is having your partner talk like a baby. It's
3: truly horrifying.
4: Awful. And I love that. And I love that he hates it. <laughs> yeah. So of course so I'm going to do it.
3: She's so like, oh, Clayton wants some Milky, and I'm like, oh stop my god. god. <laughs> oh, my god. <laughs>
4: It's so bad. Like <laughs> I knew it irked horrifying. him so bad, and yeah. But I. But it's funny between us. But I was like, if this is how we get found out, like I will be humiliated. Baddie zaddy with the Milky. Baddie zaddy with the batty, Milky. zaddy milky.
3: with the Milky. <laughs> she, she called me Zaddy, and that's where we thought it would be It would a give, giveaway. She's like, why would she name something Zaddy? Like, Zaddy is for uh, somebody that you date, yeah. calling somebody Zaddy. So we're like, this we're going to get found out over this, and we're going to have to explain it.
4: Yeah.
3: It, it didn't wow. pick up
0: enough seed. Thank
4: goodness. Well,
0: thank yeah. you for that tea. That was a great question. Amanda, even better answer. Now
4: everyone's uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Guys, thank you so much for coming on. Clayton, I really appreciate you and your vulnerability. I think I I speak for everyone listening. I hope I do when I say I'm really excited to see that growth. I think it's pretty evident just talking to you today versus last time. And I think it's always nice to have grace for people. We're all unfinished products. We all have made mistakes. We have all had things we need to apologize and do better for it. And a a big part of life is, is doing that and and helping ourselves and our partners to help other people not make mistakes in the future so i really appreciate your you and your vulnerability clayton and and you guys are a wonderful couple i'm rooting for for you guys i think a lot of people are you're fun to watch it's a it's a very endearing uh couple and i i enjoy your content so um you know keep on keeping on and i'm hoping for nothing but the best for you guys Thank you. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, when, uh, when you get, like, inga- if you, you're not engaged, right? You're not engaged? Oh, I don't know. know. It's like The Bachelor, so you Nick. forget. You forget. <laughs>
1: you never
0: know. You never know. You don't think I
1: would know if just my crush was engaged? Open invite to,
0: like, <laughs> announce your proposal on this show. You probably won't. I understand.
3: <laughs> I will just go ahead and say I appreciate the offer, but I know places that yeah, if that, if when we get to that, like so if you wanna come on uh, and get on one knee right here. Oh, you have plenty of space you are welcome to. Yeah. I need you to get a, grab a bunch of sand, um thaw it all the ground. I need you to bring the ocean to your office and oh. and maybe that just I'm oh, just okay, just
2: okay a beach proposal it. for Susie. mile miles on the road.
3: Is it something? Oh, well, that, I guess do you think it's going to happen
0: like in the next year or so? Do you guys? I've, I've, what, what's the relationship plan? No. We're not no, putting we're a timeline on it. Right. When, you yeah, do, when you do get engaged, and then I mean, you'll do your Instagram post, <laughs> but then come on the show.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: We will. And then walk us through what that moment was like. I love how I'm just being like, your stupid fucking Instagram post about it. I know. The way you're saying
3: that, you're like, ah, oh, go ahead and just post about post it. Post about cry. it and get yeah. all the crud. I've Nick, criticized Nick, you I for see, laughing at me hey, and I
2: want the exclusive.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Nick, I see your little sappy post from time to time. Don't act if you're <laughs> not. I love it. Yeah, hey. I am.
0: Uh,
2: Shots are
1: being
3: fired.
0: I, I have I have no apologies about my sappy and you should because
3: if you're happy, that's all. Everyone's happy for you.
0: Thank you guys so much. You guys are a delight. I appreciate it. And I look forward to uh, your love story as it continues and coming back in the show uh, to talk about it. All right, but before we let Clayton and Susie go, don't leave us, because we have an amazing mediation call with my friends Matt King and Patricia Flack for a very relatable topic. It came up at Coachella, And then I was like, ooh, would you guys come in for mediation? So, we're going to say goodbye to Clayton and Susie. Thank you guys for coming. And up next, an amazing mediation call. Matt, Patricia, welcome. Hey! Thank you! It's our first in-studio mediation.
5: I know. I'm excited to be here.
6: Thank you so much for being subjects (laughs) and trusting us with your... Your love life. Yeah, no, it, when you, when we talked about this at Coachella.
5: I don't the, even know how it came up at Coachella, but it was.
6: You definitely <laughs> yeah, kind of kicked up. back up the argument.
0: And I don't know, I don't remember exactly how it came up.
6: You definitely, I think, teased me about who we were about to go see. Like we were meeting up with friends and you were like, oh, th- yeah. this, here's the thing when we're about to go into this topic of what we're talking about, we're not going to say names, okay? No, no, no names. No in names. This. We yeah. may hint at who the person is and the audience can piece that together but you're not going to discover anything that juicy or good (laughs) it's not about the
0: the tea it's about the dynamic and how communication which is always the goal of these mediations is how do we relate to couples uh, couples who are in overall loving relationships but in every loving relationship we don't always see eye to eye we come from different points of view we we can trigger one another We can you know, plan each other's insecurities, and then how do we work through it? That's really the goal.
6: Right, and we have sorted this out (laughs) over the past month or so. So we're happy in this moment right now. (laughs) But we think that, yeah, there is a truth to um, this issue that we came across and that I think it's worthy for every couple to hear and listen to. And every
5: couple can relate to it. (laughs) And I got to
0: say, when it came up at Coachella, there was a moment being a third party being like, are they about to fight? this no, no shit. Like <laughs> no. I was like, oh shit, man. Like one of those, like you know how sometimes in like public forums, like or baseball games
6: or events, yeah. and all of a sudden like a couple just starts getting into it because, and yeah, and it's not even like the fight, but it, it's this argument where you need to pull in as many other people onto your side and share it out with the entire group. Exactly. You know, exactly. like okay, can you hear what she's getting mad at me about? Because I feel like I'm totally in the right about this. And then, same and way I with feel her. the same way also. And it's yeah. a very, and I think it's a type of topic that
0: uh, people can understand both points of view. So, right. let's, why don't let's you- hop what, into it. Let's hop okay. into it. Why don't you set the stage of how this even came to be? Okay.
5: okay. Do you want me to set the stage first?
0: Yes, so you set it, babe. It's,
5: so, it's one of my friends who I introduced to Matt. You know, he started off by being like, oh, I really love this person. She's so cool. She, I love her work, blah, blah, blah. Then it turned into like, Every single time we see her, all I wanted to do was talk to her. Every single time we would get home, all I wanted to do was talk about her. And then it got to where, like, you know, when we we're going out, I was... He would not even, like, come speak to me. He would only speak to okay. her. Okay, hold it's on. True. Now, see, no, now I'm no, already no, getting No, 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 Okay, let me finish okay. my side. Yeah, we, we, yeah. <laughs> let me finish Rul- my side, and then you of, can say yours.
0: Rules of mediation, we we give each other the floor. So that it for is Patricia's babe. floor. For I, I can understand
6: why Matt Matt, Matt might be...
3: Cause we're just Shifting. coming out the game so
6: hot, and I'm always like, no, that's not how I would preface it. But oh, you'll have on. you will have you your will have opportunity. Your turn. You'll, you'll have, have your... your opportunity. This is Patricia's POV. <laughs> okay. Yes,
5: thank you. Um, and so then it got to where my friends kind of started noticing it and being like, okay, that's kind of weird. Matt only wants to sit there and talk to her. Doesn't even realize that you're in the room. Whatever. Then it was like, one night we were out only talking to her. And then all of a sudden he looks at her and he goes, I'm in love with you. And I was like, what in the world? You can't just say that to somebody. And then it was like, it was a week before my birthday, I think, that that happened. And I was like, okay, that's really weird. I don't like him saying May that. May I have a question? Yes. Up,
0: in, up until this point, have you said anything I to Matt? I told him
5: that it makes me uncomfortable how he sits there and talks to her and doesn't give me any attention. Okay. Um, And then, like, when you hear his side, it all makes sense. But I think it was a lack of miscommunication sure. on...
0: And at this time when you were feeling this way, because it's a totally relatable thing to feel insecure about. I get it. What was your level of insecurity? Like, was it just like, hey, I don't, I'm not worried about anything going on, but I'm still uncomfortable. Or did you get in your head? Oh, I
5: got in my head 100%. You got in your head. Because then it was like my birthday and I didn't want to talk to him about it until after my birthday. Because I was like, what if I talk to him about the situation? And he really is. Like in love. in love with her. Like okay. emotionally, I don't know, like some sort of in love with her. So I was like, I'm gonna wait until after my birthday. But then somebody kind of brought it up to him, so we had the conversation before.
0: And but why why did why did you I mean, I get it was your birthday and you don't want to ruin it. But because
5: I didn't want to ruin it if he was
0: You were legitimately you thought Yeah, I'm gonna wait because
5: I wanna enjoy I'd, birthday. I'd rather
0: have him pretend he's in love with me on my birthday.
5: Then, then
6: just, Holy. the floor is still you alls so whenever I can come in, please let me know. No, no but, I'm just saying, uh, we're just speaking
0: from, I'm trying to understand her point of I view. I got in
5: yeah. my head 100% because my friend started noticing him speaking to her a lot.
0: I just find it wild that, like, you subconsciously decided not th- like that if, in fact, he was in love with this person, you would rather
5: him pretend. and
0: pretend to still be in love with you on your birthday. So, you still enjoyed your birthday, which, by the way, great time.
5: I guess you can kind of say your side, and then we'll talk about the addressing. It. Okay.
6: I want to give a little bit more clarification about who this friend is. This friend is another content creator who, yes, we met through Patricia. I was already a big fan of this person. She just admired
0: her as
6: an artist. Yes. I, I, I love the video she puts out. I think she's insanely um, talented in the uh, work that she does. So, yeah, I'm a big fan. So, I'm out with friends one night. And one of our friends comes up to me, and she goes, hey, is it true that you're in love with so-and-so? Because I heard that Patricia's really upset about it, and a lot of people are really That's concerned. how you first heard about this? This is how I first heard that this was an issue. Oh. And I'm like, wait, excuse me? So
0: you talked about it with your friends first. Because another
6: friend heard. Well,
5: because all of them noticed it as well, and so they kind of all...
6: But did, but did they notice, or did you say it?
5: They noticed. I didn't say a thing. So a
6: friend overheard me at the bar talking with this girl. Gotcha. And she's, you know, saying everything that's lining up for her in Hollywood right now, what she's, like, working on. And I said, you know what? So-and-so, I love you. I think you are so incredible. I'm a big fan. Sure. And I'm rooting for you. Another friend heard that, that I said, I love you to her. And then that got around that he really thought that I was saying to this girl that I love you. And this is my issue. I You know, maybe I listened to... Armchair expert with Dak Shepard, too much when he has on a guest and he's a big fan of them. He tells him he loves them. He even says to the point that, like, they're his soulmate, jokingly, just sharing enthusiasm and love for another creator creator out there. And that's when I said, I love you. By no means, you said
5: I'm in love with you. Let's preface with that. I'm in love with you as a fan,
6: as a fan. But really, this person compared to you, you think that I love them that much. Obviously, I'm hamming it up the way we're talking yeah. right now and I'm giving you a hard time about it but I don't love her that like like that <laughs> that
1: much no I don't but, <laughs> that's,
0: but, but the point is it's, it's not the point because it it bothered you and you I think we I, like even well, here's I have a question for you yes. at the point when Matt finally became aware of this like what is going on when someone came up to you you talked to Patricia How quickly did you feel confident in his, like how quickly did you trust that your relationship was more than fine, that you were just kind of going down a rabbit hole?
5: Um, I will say, because I did mention like, you know, a few weeks in after this happening that it made me uncomfortable, that kind of, at first in the conversation, it was kind of frustrating that he was literally like, I'm doing nothing wrong, but it was like, you're not doing anything wrong, but it's making me uncomfortable and that's what you're doing wrong, I think. like 20 minutes into the conversation we kind of figured it out
0: so it seems like you made the mistake which i think a lot of people do in that situation is you got defensive rather than
5: hearing me out well
0: i guess to a certain degree
5: right
0: i mean we that's what usually like when someone comes to you and says this makes me uncomfortable i think that it's a natural reaction to go well especially if you're like i in this situation from matt's point of view he's like what? Right. Like it, it right. came to Matt it such probably felt like out of left field like yes. I'm in
6: love with who? Like no. Right. And I didn't feel like when I told you that I like that you doubted me that you were like mm, I'm not buying this immediately you know you were pretty much like okay I get the miscommunication what frustrated me a lot more though was that it had gotten around to the entire group and yeah. it was no, this it game only got t- da-
5: it was only it was only one person
6: oh, well, because fine. it was, it was one of our imp-
5: friends who told Another friend who told...
6: Another friend, exactly. But it was just like three...
5: It, but it wasn't the entire friend group, and that's what I was worried about. It
6: was enough,
0: though. Yeah. If I Matt, I would, like, even one person getting involved...
5: Well, that upset me, too, though. ...would be,
0: like... Because, you, you know, you guys have a tight friend group. Right. You worry about this becoming a drama-filled right. event with friends, and then the, it's a whole other layer of, like, right.
6: what the fuck. Yeah. So I guess, though, let's talk about the truth. Then... Can you say I love you to somebody in a non-romantical way towards a friend? It's, an, it's a great question. And
0: to Matt's point, like it, it begs the question of like, when is it okay? And at what point, like, and you mentioned what you said in love, right? right. And now we're getting into like, is that semantics versus like, what, is all, what does it all mean? And at the right. end of the day, do do couples have the right to kind of say, wait, Time out, like, I don't like that. I don't like this. And here's why. I know sometimes I've made the mistake of, even though I've had a partner say, like, if my partner was in your shoes and they came to me with a, this makes me feel uncomfortable, I made the mistake of making it feel like it was their fault for feeling the way they did because I was like, but I'm not doing anything wrong. And if I admit that I'm doing something wrong, then that makes it my fault and I know I don't love this person type of thing. Mm -hmm. Right? As opposed to just like hearing them out and just trying to figure out, okay, well, right or wrong, why do you feel this way and how do I stop you from feeling this way as opposed to getting defensive? Uh,
6: Exactly. And that was a big thing that I straight up had to own up is that it's not me in my place to be like I have to immediately get defensive I think I'm right she's completely valid in her feeling that way absolutely and so I had to do a big check within myself and go I get how that was inappropriate and how using it and phrasing it and even showing that much attention towards someone who I'm a fan of while I'm in a very serious relationship with can get complicated and to be a little bit more mindful and aware of that And even now having this conversation beforehand, our trust has been strengthened, if that makes sense.
5: Yes. And I think for me, too, I think you kind of when I first brought it up to you, you kind of were just like, what do you mean? That's just a friend of mine. Like, whatever. And so you just kept doing it because you thought there was nothing wrong.
6: Yeah, I thought I was in a safe space. I mean, yeah. It would be the same way, though. Like, you love Harry Styles. If you if Harry Styles was in the room and you <laughs> were mean... talking to him... I don't know if that's know. Yeah, maybe because Harry Styles is a big megastar. I guess I'm trying to think about if it was someone on a, I don't know, a lower, Obtainable. more casual scale that you would well, be the friends pr- with somebody. The thing is,
0: you had access to this person you were once a fan of. Yes. And now that you had access to them. But let's assume that, like... And, well, by the way... Full on team Harry Styles stand ever since seeing him with yes. you. We, we, I was if Patricia with... <laughs> came to the
1: show and was like, so I slept with Harry Styles and it could be like acceptable. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Whatever works.
0: Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. Like that, uh, that's okay. Yeah. A medium uh, hall pass. Uh, yeah. No, he's like all my 100%. he's all he's, also, he's the top of my hall pass list now. Um <laughs> but if let's say Patricia got access to them it's not that out of control out of create you know like you you're a public figure you live in la you know other musicians it's not the craziest thing that maybe patricia could find herself in a room with harry styles yeah and (laughs) and i guess the question is like would that could that trigger an insecurity?
5: And I will say, like, back to this whole thing, I think with the insecurity, it would be like, he would say things about her like, oh, only she could read this book or she definitely could do this. And it was like, okay, but I can't. And so that's like...
6: I wouldn't... that. those not exact I don't think, words? No, I would not... I would know I would not say she is the only person who could read that book. There are tons <laughs> of people who could read that book. I think she can read that book. And if you know what the book Infinite Justice is, it's by David Foster Wallace. It's a hell of a book to read. I already know I can't
0: read it. Yeah. I don't even I know mean, what it is. I, but... it's,
6: I've been struggling to read it for years. And she expressed interest in reading it, this girl. And I go, she could read it. I didn't say she's the only one who could read it. So I guess that's why I'm upset. It's because like, I didn't say that.
5: That's what I'm saying. I perceived it in the wrong way.
6: I'm with Matt on this one. That's definitely not how you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why I'm like, I wouldn't have said it like that. Right. Right. But, but it's it, interesting, though.
0: That's how you heard it. I I think this is maybe really that's how f-
5: I wanted it wanted to hear
0: it. I mean, I think I mean in a weird way. The, this this is the relatable shit that in relationships comes down like we always hear words matter. Like we've hear that more than ever before with on, on so many levels. But in relationships, there are plenty of times where I'm a stickler for like you said and i'm like i did i wouldn't i didn't what (laughs) what like words
1: matter but context matters so i'm like even if you didn't say it like that if you were going into that situation having already these thoughts and these doubts and other people noticing it you're already on a very like thin thin ice with right. this girl. You know what I mean? Yes. Any anytime she's being brought up, you're gonna bring all of that back. Right. And I feel like sometimes that's the difference between girls and guys of like we're like back in May of twenty nineteen, <laughs> you said that she liked purple. Yeah. Like and guys are like, what? Like did I really? We have no, all the data. Well, I,
0: I do sometimes feel like, and I don't want to be generalizing at all, but sometimes in the relationships I've had, I'll generalize that much, it's this where when it's like like you said, we're like someone I'm in a relationship with might say, and then you said, they might throw in a word or two for color,
5: mm-hmm. yes. I
0: suppose, mm-hmm. and and it it feels like what, and maybe because I'm I'm a literal guy where like when we're talking about what I said, I would I would request that you actually say what I said without any color, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> because like that matters. And so when like the words like always or ever or never, uh, or only, only, only yes, Yeah.
5: Those,
0: those are so significant. Yeah. Um, you take and, it from
5: one level to next.
0: But it is interesting that it's, it can feel, but I, when I'm, if I'm being honest, I feel like I've also, when I feel insecure, I have probably added color to my truth as well, because it's how it felt. Yeah, I, I always say, like, me, no one reads text how you sent it. They read it how they're feeling in the moment. Mm. <laughs> that's valid. very true. And that's, like, easy to for people to be like, yeah, totally. But even when we are arguing with our partner, like, we don't hear what, like, how they are feeling. We hear from how we are, like, what does it say about us that you're saying?
5: Right. right. So, like,
0: what I find most interesting about the moment that just happened Is that like Patricia wasn't even like trying to accuse you of anything, but it felt accusatory where it's like, I didn't fucking say that. I know. And I think it's, but you know what? And I I relate to you so much in that moment.
6: And I love the theatrics. Like if we were having this conversation like privately, like I'd be like, okay, I can hear what you're saying, but I know that you're just. You're saying that because that's how you feel. And I think I'm, you know, we're on a whole set right now, and I feel like I'm on live news where I'm just like, hold on, babe. That's not what we talked about, and that's not really what happened. And so I get, like, nervous and vulnerable because we're in this type of environment. But I think, though, it just comes down to, like, I get how she's feeling, and I completely understand it we all have like different interests that we find other people who have those interests in. Not in us in a relationship, we're not always going to be interested in the same topics. And that's totally okay. You love sports. I don't watch sports at all. I'm interested into I'm interested in like, you know, movies and stuff. And sometimes I'll find myself talking with someone who has that shared interest and I'll geek out about it. Yeah. And that's okay that just because I'm talking about a certain subject with somebody else doesn't mean that, like, I'm, I don't know. Well, Do you give you're going. Right. Well, down. what
0: you're saying, well, part of it is what you're dealing with is the fact that you mentioned Patricia like sports and you don't. Yeah. Now, generally speaking, that's against the grain, so to speak. Like, I'm a huge sports fan and I have a plenty of guy friends to geek out about my right. fandom uh, with sports. And some of your interests, Matt, seem to align with things that either women are creators of or just enjoy talking to which it just creates a dynamic in the in your guys's relationship that could just be a triggering event it just triggers an insecurity potentially like i don't like i don't care how confident you are and i'm a pretty confident guy who's very secure in my relationship but like at a certain point you know like if i saw Nally talking to like i guess any guy you know, something Natalie and I will joke joke about, but there's always a level of truth in, like, every joke, which is, like, if we're interacting with, like, other people. Like, Natalie's been, like, really getting into her fitness and working out a lot. So she has all these male trainers. And I always kind of was like, so what's he look like? Uh, <laughs> like, what do you think his interest in you is? Yeah. But it's right. like, I'm trying to determine what, the risk factors are, which are kind of silly because I trust her. Right. And whatever he looks like or whatever his interest in his, her, in her should be irrelevant and ultimately is irrelevant. Right. Nevertheless, I find myself asking questions like that. And she does the same thing. And it's just like such a hard balance in a relationship to still be able to like have these conversations because ultimately what these conversations mean is... We're not always as confident about our relationships as much as we like to think we are. And ultimately, maybe our overall, but, like, it is okay for us to, like, feel insecure without making the other person feel like they're doing something overall wrong. Right, because right. Because just because you say, hey, babe, that bothers me, and you, can you be more mindful of this going forward...
6: How do y'all, what do y'all think about this? I feel like I haven't looked you guys in the eye because I've been just like nervous this entire time.
2: Well, I was just curious for you, Patricia, like conversely, what are some things that he does when you're both out that make you feel very like cared for or seen or like he's being attentive? Like what um, does it look like when it's going well?
5: Just coming up and talking to me or just checking in basically. Like I don't need him by my side the entire time. Just like acknowledging that I'm his girlfriend, I guess. Totally. Because you every other time you do.
0: In Matt's mind, he could be thinking, Well, if I'm being like factual here, I know I talk to her twenty percent of the night, which by anyone's definition is not the majority, and certainly not only, but you could be thinking, you talk to her way more than anyone else, which is also could be true, because the rest of the time he just kind of floated around the room. And he seemed to be the most invested in that conversation. And for Matt's thinking, because I'm a fucking fan of the shit she does. And you're wondering,
6: but why? You know? <laughs>
5: Okay, that night I'm talking about, we were on a party bus. You never even once knew that I was even on it. You sat next to her the entire time. Then we get. in an I don't Uber. like moving
6: around on party buses. Then we get in I'm an sorry. Uber. I don't like moving around on party buses. It's a safety hazard. Sit in your spot and enjoy true. it. I it I, I don't that like it. There's is not all there's true. drinks and stuff. People moving around. I've known people who broken ankles on party buses. <laughs> Happen to be sitting across so this and so. This is a so, PSA. And we were just chatting, and it's loud. You know, I can't like have a okay, conversation Okay, and then we go straight from else. the party
5: bus to straight. To to talking to her, tra- straight to the next bar. To talking to her, from my point of view, maybe from your point of view, there were some times that I went to the bathroom. You were talking to somebody else, but anytime I laid eyes on you, you were talking to her.
6: Babe, I I, I hear you out completely, but that's not the case at all. Like I don't I don't te- I don't text this person that much in deep conversations behind your back. <laughs> we don't see much, this <laughs> person that often. We wait, don't wait, what see do you mean that... by behind your back? Because it's like meaning like if I'm not like. Yeah. Hiding like eat, yeah. the conversations are continuing when we're not in person anymore. None of that's happening It's just at a party We're catching up and it's someone I'm a fan of and I if you if there was someone else who you were a fan of and you wanted to talk to Him I'd be go for it. I want that for you
5: And I didn't even realize that he was a fan of her beforehand either So there's that
6: no oh, that was the first thing when I first met them and I said when I first met them I go I'm a huge fan huge fan one of the first things i said and i should have told you how much of a fan i was of this person before and i didn't and i apologize
5: it's okay i apologize for accusing you
6: i know but it's it's just funny because it's like not how i feel at all and the only reason why i'm getting nervous is because you know we're re-picking this back up and we're sharing it with the world and it's just um it's just hilarious that you guys you actually at moments thought I really did love this person. Cause that's not the case. The only person I'm in love with is you. And I mean Thank that you. from the bottom of my heart. And I and I hope that you don't have um, that type of insecurity in me as we continue to move forward uh, in life together. Because-
5: Well, I think that's key is to always be communicating with each other.
6: Absolutely. So. And I will be, sh- and we still do that. Like I'm so happy that we did have this argument, though. And we did have this issue. Because it clarified a lot between us. And it made our relationship stronger. You know?
0: Well, sure. Because it, ideally, it, it poked ho- I assume, correct me if I'm wrong. That it poked holes in ways that you had been communicating. Right. Which, I, I think every, I mean, this happens all the time. i like, you know, you, when things are going well in relationships, You're just like, hey, we're great. <laughs> we haven't fought or right we're we're good but in the moment of of things going well sometimes that could just be a product of like uh, of conflict not presenting itself and when conflict doesn't present itself you don't really require certain tools to get over those things and sometimes it's only until conflict comes up that's why your first fight's always like really i think scary in a relationship because you're like wait now i have to like utilize like
5: Tools that Tools I never used. that I never
0: used here. And what does that mean? And how are we going to talk? And so this situation obviously like poked holes in how you guys had been communicating because you hadn't needed to right. think about these things. Right. And it didn't mean that Matt was in love with someone. And it didn't mean that you are actually worried, but like, it made you realize that there is a world in which I can feel insecure because i I need more from my partner from a communication standpoint or to be more present i don't like I was like I can be aloof and in my thoughts <laughs> and and like not self aware like as much as I really try to be self aware but like not my sometimes i I struggle with really like being present right, and part of it is because. When I'm my most present, I feel really exposed and vulnerable.
5: Yeah. That because makes
0: I sense. I I I feel like I if I really enjoy myself, then like and not that I'm worried, like I but it's just like what what if I say or do something I shouldn't say or do? And so like I'm just an overthinker that way. Right. But sometimes when I'm like enjoying friends or like in, in unhealthy relationships I've had in the past, it would be like, you know, shit like this, where it's just like well. Why were you talking them for so long, or X, Y, and Z? And right. you're thinking, wait, did I do some? What did, did I do something wrong? I right. I didn't realize because my intention wasn't. And we're talking like intention is so like important. And so yeah, I can see how this could be a net positive, even exactly. though it's a sensitive issue. So my question to both of you is, what did you guys talk about in terms of like how would you guys communicate this differently, both of you? to avoid something like this happening in the future, because like this situation almost certainly will come up again.
5: I think first off, like giving each other the benefit of the doubt
0: Absolutely. is like
5: key. And then also just like, you know, after having the first conversation is also like trusting the entire, like the relationship as a whole, unless it gets to a point where like, you need to say something, you immediately, I feel like I would immediately raise my concerns to you. Instead of just holding it in, because I feel like I'm a type of person that, like, just keeps everything in instead of, like, really talking about it. So I think in the future, just, like, benefit of the the doubt and then also being open and honest and trusting of my partner. I have
0: a question for you. Uh, I don't know your relationship history.
5: Oh, I hadn't dated anybody since I was in high school.
0: (laughs) Oh, so this is your first serious relationship?
5: I would say so, yeah.
0: Interesting.
6: Yeah. And I think sometimes, though, that does echo into our relationship at times. And there's nothing wrong with not having had a previous relationship. But there are some, like, hurdles that, like, I've been through in the past. And then we get to it. And I'm like, oh, we got to work through some things. Because I guess, I don't know. There's just moments in relationships that happen that if it's your first time, it may be tough to deal with. I get exactly what you're worried about.
0: But also, too, because, like, you dated... Yeah, but there's a difference between dating and being in a
6: relationship.
5: and being in a
0: relationship that scratches the surface of something that is just based off of like that's the problem with relationships is that we have high expectations of them and put so much trust in people and it's very scary to feel truly vulnerable. Yes, like I actually kind of had this like moment at Coachella where I was like just thinking about my relationship and like as someone who's had multiple partners and multiple breakups and heartbreak and just disappointment, there's a part of me that has learned to like move on from things, but there is a, there's a probably a wall there that I have. And the more my relationship with Natalie progresses, like if Natalie breaks up with me today, like I know I'll be okay. Right. I know that, but, I also recognize that I've become closer and closer with her that while I'm sure in the big picture might be okay, that I won't be okay if, right away. And right. I'll probably be worried that I won't get over it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a that's a scary. Uh, to feel. And I think that's not something when you don't really, you can't prepare for that feeling until you're in a relationship. And the first time you feel it, really, it's
6: like, it's. You're very good wild. at this, Nick. You're very good at this. <laughs> no, you're just. Because when you're you were saying, I saying that, all I, thinking I, about I know. It I know. I guess like we, I hardly like sit here and like talk about um just relationships and like, I don't know, maturity and growth and. All of it. And you're just, you're very good and you're very well spoken about it. So it's interesting oh. being in like this seat thank having you. to like well, thank reflect Thank you for trusting me. I, I
5: will say in the beginning of our relationship, it was definitely both of us having to break down walls because he came out of a very bad past relationship. And there were walls that you were having to break and also me not understanding why you had to, why you were still getting over this sure. person. yeah.
0: Well, that's why I asked the question because right, I was because wondering if, if the way you felt this way was triggered by like a past boyfriend, but quite the opposite.
5: right and it was more just like why why are you having to get over this person still while we are in a healthy good relationship because i have never been through a heartbreak like that that he went through as well as like doing like during this i'm like why Am I feeling insecure about yeah. this when I know that? And, we're and sometimes
0: okay. we always talk about like, "Oh, well, you let's talk about these things." When we start dating, it's just like, "Oh, well, you had a bad breakup. You haven't had a serious rela- relationship. So, what does that mean?" And then you talk about it. You're like, "Oh, we, we got it covered." Right. But you often don't really know how it's going to feel until it happens. Right. right? Until you're just like, until like you have the feeling that is a result of whatever past that you do have. Right. And then it feels a little like, what the fuck? Yeah.
5: <laughs> uncharted ground or uncharted waters. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it can be like a, it, it can be a scary, vulnerable moment yeah. as, as a result.
6: I feel like in a very vulnerable, vulnerable place where, like, I we I don't know. Oh, I'm I've enjoying ever it. It's not easy our, to. Um, it's not
0: easy to talk about.
6: I love know. You. I don't know. <laughs> we appreciate I guess I it. I just felt feel insecure, <laughs> a little just, naked, a little naked.
0: I mean, clearly, we're looking at a relationship where two people love each other and and care about how the other person feels, and it just I, I relate to you on this a lot, Matt, because. The little bit i do know about you like you you care about the people you love and put a lot of effort into it so like when when you feel like you're that you're disappointing your partner in a way whether you did it for it's so easy to feel defensive and and you want to get credit for how much you the work you put in to trying to make your partner happy i i i feel that a lot i don't know if that's a guy thing or just that's just how i feel and matt relates but um, it's just very easy to get defensive, which I think is the key in the biggest takeaway of this of this conversation is that our our getting defensive is something we have to be mindful of because you can put in a ton of effort and work and love our partner and still your partner still is allowed to say, This bothered me or I didn't like that you do that. And then the partner doing that, I think needs to be careful just about. The color they add (laughs) knowing that knowing that you're talking to someone who puts a lot of effort in your relationship because it just like
5: and it makes them it makes it seem like i'm doubting him or it's yeah it's kind of rude uh well it's human
0: it's human we like to end these segments okay with saying something that we love about our partners and how they make us feel always ending on a good note uh, so whoever wants to start is welcome to. I'll
5: go first cause he's always better at this. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um, I love the way you love all my friends and also love just like to be with me at all times and just, um, I love the way we just love to do fun things together at all times. Love the way you always love me, love my family. Yeah.
6: Well, I, what I love about you, Patricia, is how much constant joy you have every single day. There is nobody I know who probably smiles more than her throughout a single day. And I love how um, infectious that is. You make my days so much brighter. I love how kind you are to strangers. Like you, There's no one else who is nicer um, to anybody um, than you. And then I love how much you love your family. I love all of your values, your top values of your life. You hold near and dear to your heart. I admire your faith and I admire um, how much you care for your friends too. You're there for every single one of them and you help them no matter what. You're like one of the least selfish people I know. Thank you. Completely. Incapable
0: of loving anyone more than he loves you with all those things. Absolutely. This has been great, guys. I really
6: appreciate it. has it. been great. <laughs> it's been That's a fun ride. A That's for sure. But um, no, I'm glad that we like brought this out because I like helping other people um, kind of get who are going thing. through this. Um, similar thing in our situation. Didn't know it would be as deep as this got to, but Nick, you're very good at this.
5: You're very good. Thank you for having us on. (laughs) Thanks.
6: And we got to do a game night soon. Yes. Yeah. would love that. I really appreciate it, guys. Um, Thank you. you We appreciate it. And thank you guys for being here, too.
0: It was was a lot of fun. (laughs) This might be collectively one of my favorite episodes we've ever ever done with Clayton, Susie, and, and Matt and Patricia. And it's only eight hours long. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you to Matt and Patricia. Thank you to Clayton and Susie. Uh, thank you to uh, Kale Lowry for yesterday's show. Go back and check out our Ask Nick episodes if you like this relationship shit. Maybe you're turning in to listen to Matt and Patricia and you're not that familiar with our show. Uh, we talk a lot about this stuff on Mondays. And we have these mediation calls on every Going Deeper episode, which this is what you're listening to. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Join us next week on Tuesday with Morgan Epshur as we uh, you know, freestyle it with your latest and greatest. We'll I'll probably talk about the uh, Johnny Depp and never heard of it all, any updates. And then Ellie Zeiler on Wednesday for Going Deeper. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great week.